listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the Save the Marriage podcast. This is the podcast designed to help you save your marriage no matter where it is. We have people who listen to this even before they get married because they want to avoid problems down the road. I also have people who are almost at the end of their rope trying to find some way of turning things around. And this podcast is designed to help you either way. In fact, all the places in between. Here's why. The same things that go into making a marriage in the first place are the same things that help us build back to a marriage when it's in trouble. It's all about connection. It's all about building that connection and building a special understanding of the relationship as being about being a we. Now, over the past little bit, I've been talking about how you deal with the pandemic. Maybe you suddenly find yourself thrust into way more time with your spouse than you've had in a long time, and yet you still have the marriage issues going on. I've also talked about the fact that this really is a chance for a reset. So the past four weeks or so, the last four episodes, I focused on how this pandemic is affecting your efforts in your relationship. Today, I want to turn that just a little bit mainly because I'm hearing people who are getting really stuck in this one place because they're spending so much time with a spouse. They're trying to figure out why they have so much tension in their relationship. So let me now drop you back to one of the things that kept happening to me in my early days as a therapist. Now, this is not unique to me. This is the same situation that I hear from therapists all over, and in fact, is exactly what I was taught to do in my therapy training, which was help couples communicate better. I don't know how many times I had people come into my office and say, you know, we need you to help us with our communication skills. The problem was, it really wasn't a communication skill issue. Let me tell you what I mean by that. The couple would sit there and they would talk with me for 20 minutes or so, and I would just observe that I had understood every single word they had said. And I asked them themselves, did you understand each other? And they would say, yes, they had. And I said, okay, so your communication is working fine. And they would usually tell me, though, that they're fighting on a regular basis. So obviously their communication is not fine. And my response is, it's not the communication, It's the perceptions you have of each other that are getting in your way, and that's where we get stuck in the arguments, because most arguments are about us trying to prove our perception. I just had the same conversation this week uh, with a small group, and we were talking about how stuck that conflict can be and how often this happens. So I want to talk about a couple of different dynamics that fit into that this week. And this episode is helping you move beyond trying to prove your perception. So what does that mean? Well, let's talk first about what I mean by perception. We all have a way of understanding what happens around us. We all have a way of viewing events, not just the event itself, but the meaning behind the event. Why someone said what they said or didn't say what they didn't say, why they had that look, that nonverbal communication 
or the lack of that look or why they took action or why they didn't take action. We all have an understanding, a perception of that. And it's based in our history with that person, with other people, with our family of origin, with friends, with everybody around us, and also with how we understand ourselves. So all of those perceptions create the lenses through which we see the world, our paradigm. It's not in any rule that you and your spouse have to share the same paradigm. In fact, it's an impossibility for you two to share a paradigm. It's your paradigm, your way of understanding the world. Now, over time, giving more and more experiences together, more and more time together, you may share more of the same perceptions, but the danger isn't ever believing that you see things just alike. In fact, the reality is that most of us, you and I, and most everyone else, forgets on a regular basis that we're even having perceptions. We just believe that we see things the way they are, to use the quote I often hear. I'm just, I'm just calling it the way I see it. I'm just telling you the way things are. We get stuck into that mode so much that we lose sight of the fact that our perception is incomplete and imperfect. We don't know everything, and we don't see everything. We know and see from our own perspective, our own vantage point, and we miss things. For instance, we make assumptions. We make assumptions about what a spouse is thinking and feeling. We make an assumption about what a spouse meant by something. All of those assumptions flow into our perceptions. But beyond that, we also have assumptions about other people, about people who uh, are uh, different than us. We have different perceptions about um, our partners and people like our partner. We have perceptions about our family. We have perceptions about the way the world operates. We have perceptions about different pieces that all fit together into our understanding of the world. And from our vantage point, it looks like it's all cohesive. We don't miss the little pieces that don't fit together. So that perception comes out as our reality. Many times I'll have somebody in my office and they're fighting and one will say, well, to me it seems, and I'll stop them and say, exactly right. To you it seems. That's different than saying it is this way. It's, it seems this way. And that's a beginning point of making some differences in how we communicate. If we could just live within that. So now let's add a couple more pieces to this puzzle. There are two pieces that also play into this. One is connection, and the other is being a having a sense of being a we. Connection and we. They are not the same thing. So let me understand for you or help you understand each of those, what I mean by each of those. So first the being a we. We, a team, we're in this together. We're now one body, to use a lot of the religious words for that, or the spiritual understandings of that, is we've become one body, one understanding. But that doesn't mean we had a mind meld. We're still two individuals with two different perceptions and understandings. But we see each other as a team. So what does that mean? How you operate in the world, how you understand what's going on between you is based on being a we. We start out as a you and we start out as a me. You meet the other person, the you, 
and you begin to build a connection with this person. So the connection piece comes in. We as humans are wired into this connection piece where we want that connection. We want that deep connection, but we also struggle to hold on to it. Because of that, our sense of connection waxes and wanes naturally through the course of life, maybe day to day, often week to week, definitely month to month, and certainly year to year, the level of connection is going to vary. Maybe you've got more going on in life. You know, when many times when a couple goes on a weekend trip together or on vacation together or they're facing uh, something together, they feel much more like they're a team. But then day-to-day life, the kids, jobs, everything gets in the way and they feel the disconnection. And that in and out of connection is a natural phenomenon of any relationship. And the question is how you manage the points of disconnection so that you get back to the points of connection. We don't have to much manage the points when we're feeling very connected. It takes care of itself. It's the points of disconnection that create the pain of relationships. So those are separate pieces. There are some people who are feeling very connected, like I feel very connected with this person, but they don't feel like they're a part of that. They're not part of a team. That certainly is true at the beginning of a relationship. When a couple falls in love, they're very connected, but they are still not a we because that's what happens when you marry. That's what happens when you join your lives together. We now have a difference. We're working as a team. So you can have the connection without being a we. Likewise, you can be a we even when the connection is not quite there. When the connection is missing, you still know we're on the same team. Sometimes you have to take that on faith. You just have to recognize that the we is there. You're just not feeling the connection at this point. You're still on the same side. Many times, even at the end of a relationship, a couple can still operate as a sense of we. We want to do what's best for the kids. We still want to figure out what's best, even if the connection has gone. The pain of a marital conflict is from the disconnection. The power of a marriage is from we. A powerful, loving relationship has connection and the sense of being a we. They're operating those two dynamics, those two dimensions come together. So what happens with communication? Communication is simply a method of relaying information. It gets communication and information from here to there. So however it comes across, whether it's verbal or written or nonverbal, all that communication is just a way of transferring information from one place to another. The content of the information, that might change. What that information is meant to do, that might change. But communication itself is simply a way of getting communication, the information from one place to another. It's kind of like looking at media. Maybe it's a podcast you're listening to or radio or TV or you're reading a newspaper or a blog post or anything else. And in the process of all of that, all you're doing is getting information one way or another. It could be the same information, the exact same story, maybe on a podcast that's on a news show, that's on the radio, that's on a TV show, that's on a blog. All of that is the same. It's just getting communication from point A to point B, from the media person to you. That's the same thing that's happening between you and your spouse. You're just relaying information. The information is just information, except for it's passed through the perception lens. 
And the perception lens is bound in the connection piece. When I am connected with somebody, I perceive them differently than when I'm disconnected. That's the first point to remember here. When things are connected, our perceptions are different. Sometimes people come into my office and they have a list of things that have to be dealt with. Bullet points and everything. And they want to plan on how to deal with all those things. But what I recognize is in their disconnected state, those things multiply. When we get to a place of connection, all the issues that have to be resolved begin to fall away. They divide. They begin to diminish until we're left with just a few that have to be truly handled. What seemed insurmountable when they're disconnected is just a bump when they're connected. So the real method through this is to find a way to connection so that we know what really has to be dealt with. Because remember, all of those things that seem so important are based in perceptions. That's where they grow from. The perception that these things have to be solved before anything can happen. So many times people come into my office and they want that communication. And the real question is, what is their perception of each other, which represents something of their connection with each other? And all of that is based within how they view each other as a team. Do we work through this as a team? Which is where things begin to break down. When there's conflict, and there will be, they see conflict as in opposition to connection. In reality, that's not the case. Conflict can serve the purpose of the relationship moving forward. When conflict is in service of making things better in the relationship, it's, it's a point of improvement. But it can also be used as a destructive force to pull people apart. The conflict is a way of pushing somebody away. And the difference is whether they see it as oppositional or a method through. Which brings us back to what often happens in the midst of an argument. So first, let's define an argument. An argument is two different people with two different opinions trying to convince the other person that they're right. Two different opinions are opposed to each other. They're not working to understand each other. They're working to prove their point. And just to backtrack a minute, their point is really their perception, what they've understood about something. And the problem is in the middle of that argument, what they've stopped doing is recognizing that their spouse has a different perception. So some people have asked me when I've had this conversation before, if I believe that there really is something true or is everything just perception? The fact is that there are things that are factual and true. And sometimes people's perceptions come even close to that, but they're still incomplete. For instance, whatever I assume about my spouse, why my spouse is doing something, that's based in my perception. I may understand exactly what my spouse is saying to me, but I might miss what's behind all of that. And in the process, I make assumptions about what all that meant. That's my perceptions. Might they be close to true? Yes. Are they absolutely true? Rarely. So two different people trying to prove their perceptions get locked into the proving rather than the understanding. Whenever we're out to prove our perceptions, 
we're actually trying to disprove our spouse's perceptions. Very few people want to be disproven. Many times we want to be validated. In fact, one of my core things is that the real task is not to agree with each other as much as it's to understand each other. There are certainly some things upon which you have to arrive at an agreement. But you can understand where someone's coming from much easier than you can get to that point of both being on the same page. So many things in life don't have to be agreed upon. Sometimes it's an opinion about something that's happening, and all we want is somebody to validate our opinion. And instead, we try to prove our opinion. We try to prove our perception rather than validating our spouse's perception. Validating doesn't mean agreeing. It means you understand where they're coming from. So let's kind of go through this one more time. In the midst of a conflict, one of the things that often happens is that each person is trying to prove their point. They're trying to prove their perception. And in the process, they forget that it is perception. And in the process, they forget that their perception is based partly in the connection that they're feeling. The less connected they are, the more difficult it is to share that perception. The more difficult it is to understand that. All of that is rooted in the fact that we're trying to move in a certain direction as a couple, that we're trying to get to a better place, to being a better we, a fully connected we. But to get there, part of what we have to do is understand the perceptions of our spouse not to convince our spouse of our perceptions. So when you're in the midst of a conflict, instead of trying to prove your conflict, to prove your perception, seek to understand where they're coming from first. Many times we find ourselves arguing and fighting about things that don't really have to be agreed upon as much as they need to be understood. All of this is rooted in the fact that we are all looking to feel connected. These days, more than ever, we want a place that's safe, where we feel fully connected, where we feel that somebody is on our side, that we are a team with someone. I believe that as we come out of this crisis, we're going to understand how important that is, that being right is far less significant than being connected and being a part of something important. Your marriage is important. Your marriage is the anchor point for so many things. It's the anchor point for your family. It's the anchor point for your culture, for your society. As we give a better place for that connection, we show how important that is. And part of that starts with the understanding that you're building towards a we, that you're building towards a connection, And that you're listening for where your spouse's perceptions come from so that the we deepens and the connection grows stronger. If you're struggling with that, if you're trying to figure out how to do that, that's the basis of my Save the Marriage system. The unique piece of the Save the Marriage system is it only takes one to work on it. You can't go to marital therapy by yourself. It doesn't work that way. You can't do many of the other programs that are designed for a couple to improve their relationship. But you can start saving your relationship by yourself using the system that I've used with tens of thousands of people all over the world in order for them to restore the relationship, to get to the place where the relationship needed to be all along. A we, 
a connected we. If you're desperate for that, I hope you'll check it out. You can find it at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. Right now, just to give you a head start on it, I'm also giving you a free week of my VIP program. All you have to do is sign up for it when I offer it. My VIP virtual coaching program gives you extra tools, including a fill-in-the-blank plan to save your relationship, a daily journal, and lots of other tools to get you strongly started in the process. So you have a full week to use that, to engage with that, and make sure that you have all that you need in your tool belt to make the difference. Not only that, but just to make sure that you have the best chance possible, I'm also giving you a free session with one of my coaches. I have a team of relationship coaches. No obligation, no cost to you, just part of the program or at least a bonus of the program right now. I want you to meet with one of my coaches for a short session to get you started, to make sure that you've started the best way possible. You claim that on your download page. So after you grab the system, you can do that immediately after you purchase. You just claim that, you just give us some information and we'll make sure that you find your coach and you set up a time that's convenient for both you and the coach so that you get started as best you can. If you're ready for that, jump on over to savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. Let's get you started saving your marriage. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.